did it like that, and now we do it like this. We did it like that, and now we do it like this. <laughs> yeah. Now, block kids who got the cocaine. Don't tell me it's the little kids on Soul Train. The metaphor sent from my brain to my jaw. It comes from other places, not the tinted faces. Journalistic values are yellow, and then, of course, waters. You watch Channel Zero with that bitch, Baba Walters. You have you believe black invented crack when President Lyndon had the formula way back in 63 with Kennedy? Yes, the double cross. Remember that's when they blow his fucking head off. Vietnam vets come back looking like one on pets. Nixon bombs, pure text. No picket fence, no job, no angel in the car. Blue collar turns to bourgeois. Depressed in your chest. Demo raw for cess, no dough. Crack and veils much less. White he can sell on the corners of Bushwick. White he can sell on the corners of Get fell on the corners of Bed-Stuy Pass the torch to that nigga guy So just die, nigga, die, nigga You're too black, you can't handle, you're too strong Get high, five clock next, boost your steel In 95, we take back Edmondsville Let's take a sec to think back, think back Brooklyn, traveling distance to party Brooklyn, absolute functions, not hardly Brooklyn, the name alone holds godly You don't know, you better ask somebody Crackfield Street since 85 The beast getting paid to not bust Hookers drawers got crust Class clapping regular Hardcore niggas with fat gold chains On the corner maintaining Gold teeth flashes, stick up kids Playing in front of Latin quarters Keep home your daughters Cause if bullets fly, watch the flaming Ignorant ducks are shooting wild And they're not gaining one Easter Gotta think about it, what a pity Five people died in front of State City Sisters back then you were silly you had a gun, people dashing, flashing, damn no fun, all be square, you couldn't shop too much, cause fall green with him, you wreck the fuck on up, you had do or die, East New York, mad hell, fellas cutting school, trooping the all go Maxwell, so many memories I can't manifest your root, start where I finish, at to Brooklyn, God bless, God bless, God bless, God bless, you represent, crazy ass Brooklyn kids, represent the Brooklyn all night, because it is survival of the fittest. Crazy ass Brooklyn kids represent the Brooklyn all night. Crazy ass Brooklyn kids because it is survival of the fittest. Listen, cause for your mind, I got the right nutrition. We keep shit hard like fat asses in cases of Heineken. Here in Brooklyn, home of the warrior and villain. Trife type chicks, top villains, the anthem. Rasta smoke marijuana. Enterprising businessmen shoot dice on the corner. Excuse me while I like my split, but some choose to sip. So bullets hit brains when bottles hit lips. Clips, whatever happened to 38 specials. Now it's Desert Eagles. Government issue, probably the same one that killed Noriega. Chips that power nuclear bombs, power my Sega. Subliminal hypnotism and colonialism leaves most niggas dead or in prison. In Brooklyn, right hand cuts off the left hand. Despite the hand, jealous of the next man. So violent crime, black on black, plus mad crack the boot. Everybody can't rap, so most hustle and shoot. Make money, money, get money, take money. I can't understand that concept, cause job rules everything around me. Fire burns the unjust like arson, larceny. Melt MCs with mental telepathy. With precision, we're slicing and dicing. Peace to the East New York, perverted monks and Mike Tyson. Crazy ass Brooklyn kids. Represent the Brooklyn all night. Brooklyn kids, be, be, because it is survival of the fittest. Crazy ass Brooklyn kids, 
represent the Brooklyn all night. Crazy ass Brooklyn kids, because it is survival of the fittest. Crazy ass Brooklyn kids, represent the Brooklyn all night. Crazy ass Brooklyn kids, because it is survival of the fittest. Crazy ass Brooklyn kids, represent the Brooklyn all night. Crazy ass Brooklyn kids, because it is survival of the fittest. Follow. 
Sorry I left you. Grand Booba stuck Doogie in Alamo. So if you ever want the flavor, you know where to go. Now how we go. Go, 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 yeah. go, go. <laughs>
You got my back. UMCs. Uh, one of the uh, diamonds, jewels. I started us off. With, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. This is Bro Diallo Show. Q4 Radio, AM 1680. Uh, tune in app, iTunes Radio. And, of course, Q4.org is where you can find me. Also broadcasting at Diallo Kenyatta on YouTube and Facebook. And if you are watching on Facebook or if you have captured the show on Facebook, you can now return. And everybody, let's give a shout-out to Brother Phil, who contributed uh, a phone so that we could, uh, a device, so that we could um, go back to Facebook because I had a device and it was either lost or stolen. I don't like to be negative. Yes, I do. But I'm not going to be negative on this issue. The phone could have been, but I don't imagine anybody stole it. It was a really like a 10-year-old uh, phone. It was a really old phone that I was using to broadcast on Facebook live uh, portions of the Bro Diallo show. So it, it disappeared, and I looked all over for it, and uh, one of my listeners and allies in this struggle definitely hooked me up with another device to broadcast on uh, Facebook Live. So we're back on Facebook Live for the first time in, in several broadcasts. Uh, thanks to Brother Phil. Shout out to him. And if, uh, if you watch on Facebook, definitely give him a shout out and show your appreciation for his support and contributions. Um, where are we? Oh, today is February 26th in the year of your Lord, 20. 20 um and we have a lot to cover and not much time um so let's just get right into it there is so much going on the heavyweight champion of the world is out of the hands of black folks and a great white hope has emerged and now it's tyson fury the gypsy king which is curious if you know anything about uh european internal divisions and if you listen to the Bro Diallo show, you definitely should, because I talk about the, the myth of white unity and uh, internal fractions amongst white folks. Everybody, all white folks ain't white folks, and white folks, and whiteness is not a fixed or permanent or even consistent identity or position or culture. There's no such thing as white culture or white identity, but white folks have constructed a whole nuclear stockpile around this nonsense. But anyway... If you know anything about the so-called gypsies or Roma people of Europe, and if you ever talk to a self-identified white person from Europe, or it's not, and not just Western Europe, but you go to Central and Eastern Europe, and you ask them about the Roma folks, and they will run down all the stereotypes, hostilities, and hatred. So I don't know if white folks can really take this victory home. It's kind of like uh, when the, the Vladimir Klitschko was world champion. It seems like white folks just can't get a real white folks. They can't get a Frenchman, German, Scandinavian, Brit. <laughs> They're really struggling to getting where they have to get an off-white champion. So the great off-white hope. <laughs> and he's not a great white hope. He's a great off-white hope because white folks are not very fond of Gypsy Roma. In fact, many of the discriminatory practices that white folks uh, implemented against Africans were, tr were practiced on Roma and other ethnic, religious uh, minorities within uh, Europe. So the, the Gypsy King is, is uh, quite a uh, defiant name for a white person to take in, in, on an international stage like heavyweight championship boxing of the world. So I, I really would imagine that many whites, especially whites from Europe, would prefer to have a, uh, a black champion than a Roma 
or a gypsy champion. So it's it. And, you know, you see the kind of things gypsies get up to, licking blood and all that. I didn't watch the fight, but I saw some of the highlights. Um, and I know there's some rhetoric about uh, cheating and some rhetoric about or theories about the suit that the champion wore the suit that was 40 pounds and it weighed down his legs. And now he's talking about that some people had infiltrated his camp that were formerly with Tyson Fury and they infiltrated um, his camp. I, I don't care. None of it matters. I frankly think that we take ball chasing and, 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 and pit fighting gladiatorial uh, games much too seriously. We're much too emotionally invested in uh, those behave, those actions, those outlets, and uh, those characters that emerge from those outlets. And I wish I don't uh, seek to take that or deny anyone those outlets, but I wish that we would divest so much, as much as, I mean, economically, emotionally from them and just enjoy them and pick them up and put them down. I don't, I don't know why we have whole communities trying to develop a culture around these things that are really, you know, not that relevant. Not that relevant. But anyway... Congratulations to to white folks. You got another off-white hope. And I'm sorry to white folks that you can't get a true Nordic Aryan, a true Caucasoid to get the championship. But I guess, you know, like the Klitschko, the Cossacks, the Mongols, you know, it's weird. They believe that Eastern Europeans have this what they call Mongolian or Mongoloid taint from from, uh, Genghis Khan coming across the steps. I mean... If you really look into it, it's, it's a lot of weird stuff. You know, sometimes I, you know, um, Dick Gregory said, study white folks. Pay attention to white folks. And you have another camp in the black conscious community say, don't pay no attention to them. I think they're wrong. I think that's a, a, a very severe miscalculation. But they believe you will hear, if you read some of their old racist books, their language has evolved over time. But if you read some of their old racist books, um, You'll see that uh, they talked about Eastern Europeans not being truly white and that their blood will connect. And, you know, they got this lot of this nonsense about tainted blood. And uh, even like Ukrainians, they say that uh, the Roma gypsies, they eat the swans. They're beautiful swans that are in the fountains. And the Roma gypsies eat swans. They scam. They cast curses. And they never settle down. They're not people of the soil. It's a lot of rhetoric about that. And that is uh, a lot of those hostilities to this day. And now you have Brexit has been passed. And now the French, there's a rumbling from the French right that they want to leave the EU. They want to leave the European Union. So you got Frexit uh, is now a thing. So now Europe is fracturing again. The only two world wars that the world has ever had have been fought on primarily amongst European nations. Um, uh, murder orgies continent-spanning mer- murder orgies. And um, after World War One was called the War to End All Wars. And then after World War II, they, they found the United Nations and, and said that we're never going to fight another war. And now the Europeans are fracturing again. And the first time after World War One is when they had the Gatling gun, poison gases, and uh, artillery. And the first widespread use of warplanes was all World War One. 
It was all World War One, and then World War Two was the radar and high tech war. Believe it or not, the first military uses of radar. But at that time, they had banned uh, chemical and biological weapons were banned, even though they were uh, gas. Gassing was very popular in world in the trench war. In World War Two, they it was a, it was supposed to be a more civilized war. But that was the war, logistical war. That was the first war used that used computers. And it used to be punch card computers, but, you know, IBM uh, helped Hitler to log and, and, and to efficiently run his death camps. Yes, IBM, IG Farvin, you know, it was the, it was the technological war, the, the civilized computer war. Now, this war that is emerging now that uh, Germany, which tried to take over the entire Europe, it tried to do it twice militarily. Now it's doing it diplomatically and European and, and di um, the Europeans are very afraid of German power. And so now the Germans said we can't take over Europe militarily. It just we failed twice. So they now through Brexit, I mean, not Brexit, but through the EU, um, economically and diplomatically, the Germans are rising in power. And that's why the British jumped. And who were the enemies of the German onslaught? The first two, France and Britain. And who are the first two major nations that want to jump ship? France and Britain. So I'd pay attention to that because now that they had their, their first industrial war and then their first high-tech war, now this will be the first Internet war if we can't stop these white folks. And every time white folks go on their murder orgy because they have, you know, European, uh, Derek Jensen said that, um, European culture has a death urge. It is a death culture. And if you are white or if you identify as white, if you are from European voluntarily or historically from European lineage, if l European lineage like was forced on you, if you're speaking language as a result of uh, European language, as a result of colonization and enslavement like I am, I'm not talking to you. But if you are of European descent, voluntarily and hadn't had it thrust upon you through slavery and colonization you should look into this you should look into this because you know your illusions about uh your middle class lifestyle and your affluence is a byproduct of your hard work your dedication to your values and this and that it, it is a lie that your elites are telling you and they are setting you up for the slaughter and if it's not you that has to go to korea to vietnam to panama to the gulf or might be right back on the European front, you're less than a full generation away from si sitting in a trench somewhere with poison gas wafting over your head. And I know y'all are very used to turning on the TV to see Afghans and Africans and Pakistanis and Syrians and Yemenis. Y'all are very used to seeing everybody else dying. But again, look at the lead up to both of the world wars. The Europeans were all over the world perfecting their murder techniques, and it all comes back home. That is the nature of colonization. Everything your nations do abroad, it always comes back home. So just like they didn't have TV during World War I, but they had the radio, they had the newspaper, and Europeans before World War I were looking at their newspapers and their radios and watching people die all over the world and say, look at those primitive savages. And before they knew it, they were in a trench on the European, uh, you know, front, on the Western front, fighting against the Krauts, fighting against the Holy Roman Empire, allying with the Soviets. And so and then 
by the time World War II came about, white folks were real cozy and comfortable out there bringing democracy to the world. You know, very cozy and comfortable. And before you knew it, the same people that were watching black, brown, Asian, all these people die all over the world. Next thing you know, they were storming the beach in Normandy. Legs blown off. You know, shell shock. So it was always this quiet before the storm. So white folks, even if you ain't fighting for humanity and justice and ecosystems, you just want to preserve your life of Walmart and tractor pulls or whatever y'all do over there. I don't want to stereotype y'all, but I'm not over there. Y'all have to tell me if you want to preserve your trips to Walmart and not go overseas to fight and die and kill your cousins. You better start paying attention to this type of stuff. You better stop eating and feeding on the uh, illusions that your elites sell you, white folks. Now, I'm trying to help white people as much good as they do for us. About time black folks that did something, according to Bill Cosby. Remember, Bill Cosby said. After the civil rights movement. Black folks fought and got concessions from white people. And Bill Cosby said white people came to us and made a deal. And say, yes, we were slavery. Yes, Jim Crow. But yeah, you're right. We didn't figure it out that we're wrong. You, you convinced us that we were wrong to treat you less than humans, less than full-fledged citizens. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you niggers freedom. We're going to give you Negroes everything you could ask for. Full-fledged citizenship, the right to vote, and all the freedom you can muster. But, as a, but you got to give us something too. And all we want you to be is lawful citizens respectful, get married, have children, get your dog and picket fence, and just be good, decent, upstanding, moral, Christian Americans. And Bill Cosby said, we, black people, we didn't keep up our end of the bargain. Y'all forget about that. And, and so, you know, y'all, I'm glad the, 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 the rape allegation, um, accusations came about. Because y'all was giving him passes on saying some of the most far out. And I'm not even going to, one day I might come in here and play the Cosnerati. Bill Cosby produced a rap group called the Cosnerati, which was a play on the Illuminati. It was like a a conspiracy to bring decency and wholesomeness to the black community. And so he had these rappers wearing suits and and, and tight suits and sweater vest, rapping about wholesome things you would see on the Cosby show. I BS you not, look it up. And instead of gangster rap, you know, I was never really a big fan of gangster rap, but after the Cosnerati, I went out and bought every gangster rap CD I could afford just to pay Cosby back. But anyway, Cosby, what, what's got me thinking about Cosby again is he said, all y'all talking about, because remember when everybody was just as recently as Monday, Lil Boosie came out and said uh, that Har- Harvey Weinstein wasn't getting the same coverage as uh, Bill Cosby. Which would make sense, not even on a racial level, because Weinstein was a behind-the-scenes guy. He was a movie producer, and I and I and, and Bill Cosby was an actor, was up front of the camera. And right now, can you name the only reason Harvey Weinstein is known to people outside of the movie industry, outside of that industry, is because of his allegations? I can't name three or four other producers. Tyler Perry. You know, most of the producers just kind of like uh, Suge Knight. If you don't want your producer all in the videos. Some producers stay behind the camera like Suge Knight tried to. 
So, but anyway, so of course Bill Cosby would get is more has more name name recognition. But I don't know what media sources Lil Boosie consumes. I don't know does Boosie watch C-SPAN. And when people make those accusations about they always reporting this, but they not reporting this, because I see a lot of posts on social media where people talking about they ain't telling you about this, they ain't telling you about that, and I'm like, then you tell me. You don't even give information about the things you're claiming they're not telling me about. So if I think there's something that's not getting coverage, and believe you, I follow a lot of stories that don't get popular coverage. I'm going to tell you about it. I'm not going to complain that you don't know about it. How about this? You're telling me. I'm finding out that I don't know about this from you, so tell me about it. That's a little annoying thing that happens all over social media. And if you could start telling these people, well, you're talking about this. They won't tell you about that. Who are you? They are they you because you're not telling me. All you're telling me is that I'm not being told, and that's not telling. But anyway, I wonder where little Boosie gets his information from and all these other people who claim that the Harvey Weinstein uh, story wasn't covered. Because where I get my media from, my media sources, they talk about it incessantly. They said they didn't talk about Epstein. I'm seeing Epstein everywhere. So I wonder where, what kind of pigeonhole, if, if you're watching uh, Booty Magic Channel or whatever, if you're watching the, the BET, I, and, I, and I really would strive just listening to the content of B- Little Boosie's music, he doesn't seem like a man that's really up on current affairs. He's been rapping about the same cars and jewelry and, 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 and booty and, and all, and gangsta and street. He's been rapping about the same crap for the last 20 years. So I, I'm very curious when Blue Boosie says something is not reported, does he watch C-SPAN? I know he can't afford cable, all that ugly jewelry he wears. And them ball fades, his fade is always sharp. I know he got some money somewhere. Where do you get, I mean, does he watch, get up and watch Democracy Now? Does he listen to the Bro Diallo show? Where does Lil Boosie get his media? So the next time, I don't really interact with these people. I just get some of their remnants of the nonsense they say. Ask Lil Boosie, what media sources do you consume for news? You know, we all appreciate it. I mean, the dude came out with a song, that a club banger. Remember? Head, shoulders, wait, shoulders, chest, leg, shoes, whatever. Wipe me down. Okay, thank you for wiping me down. Now go to hell and stay there. Stay away. Unless you can come back with another wipe me down or something from the bottom. Come back with something like that. Nobody wants to hear your commentary. Nobody wants to hear it. Educate yourself. Anyway, Lil Boosie said Weinstein was getting a better deal and better treatment than Cosby. And it's and it's so and this frustrates me because there's so much injustice that that African people endure. The few Negroes that get more justice than the average white person they want to claim are victims of an injustice. R. Kelly and Bill Cosby got white justice. They didn't just get white justice because you got trailer park white justice and you have white mansion justice. So they, they got more justice than the average white man would ever see in terms of representation, consideration, you know, and longevity of their, of their, uh, of, of, of their crimes and abuses. But those are the poster children for injustice system when we got brothers coming out of life sentences 20, 30 years for crimes they didn't commit. But anyway, 
Many of these scumbags, these what about gangs, I call them the what about gangs. These people that, that, that want to be treated white. They want to live white and they want to die white. And if it's good enough for the white man, it's good enough for them. And if it ain't good enough for the white man, it ain't worth their attention. These really weird guys who want so much equality with white men that they want equality to the point that white sexual predators, if they get off, they want black sexual predators to get off. If white people are able to destroy ecosystems for a short-term profit, they want black people to destroy ecosystems for short-term profit. These people have taken equality to its logical conclusion. They want equality with their oppressors, which means they believe that they should be able to behave as oppressors. They want all the spoils of colonization. So you have these people that says, well, white dudes get to rape and pillage and abuse. And then a black man should be able to rape, pillage and abuse. That white folks are their teacher, are their standards. The white people are their yardstick. So you have black men, thousands of them. Millions, dare I say. You have black, prominent black men, black leaders, black entertainers and athletes that get out here and say, well, R. Kelly, they're trying to bring down R. Kelly and they want to list all the white men. Oh, what about Elvis? I don't want a black Elvis. I don't give a damn that Elvis got away with raping his 13 year old cousin. I do not want that to translate into black predators being allowed to rape 13 year olds. I don't see that as a win for us. But y'all get so caught up in wanting the white man's cars and wanting the white man's uh, 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 opulence. Y'all want the yachts, y'all want the Ferraris, and y'all want the 13-year-old girls. That is sickness. So please don't justify the actions of a black man by telling me what the white man is able to do. Because that does not carry with me. Don't try to plead R. Kelly's case by listing all the white men who were able to abuse young girls and get away with it. That does not carry. Don't bring me Woody Allen because Woody Allen being out here being a predator does not in any way win me sympathy or think that I should think that R. Kelly should be giving a modicum of, of, of uh, sympathy or, or, or be released. That's them being your teacher and your examples. You want a bunch of black Woody Allens? You think that'll be equal? How many predators, free, free range predators do white folks have? I want the same thing. That's the problem with integration. That's the problem with equality. That's the problem with you idiotic black men who got the nerve to pretend that you are in yourself. You are nothing but a, 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 a byproduct. You're nothing but an offshoot. You're a mutation of whiteness of Western culture and ideology. You're not being positive and you're not being pro-black trying to fight for equal treatment and equal uh, dominance of white predators, of, of black predators. And I have to say to y'all, and, I'm, I'm, and if, you, if you go around and tell people that I said this, I'm going to deny it. But I'm going to say this to y'all who are listening and don't let this go beyond this broadcast. Just keep it between us. I'm going to tell you some advice. When racism works in your favor, take advantage of it. When white people's delusions, pathological delusions, work in your favor, take advantage of it. What do I mean? Well, here's a small scale example. There was an advertisement where Walmart was selling 
identical dolls. The only difference was one doll was black with black hair. One doll was pasty white with blonde hair on the shelf. Identical. And the black dolls were priced at a lower price than the white dolls. And black people were outraged because they thought that translated into black people in the real world having less worth than white people in the real world. And so black people, when you could have went to because of white people's pathological insecurities, you could have went to the store and got your daughter a beautiful little chocolate doll at a markdown price, give a little bit less of your money to the billionaire Walton family, the richest family in America. You demand it. You didn't even say lower the price of that little white doll. You said raise the price of the black doll. That's absurd. So that's one minor example. Another example is black people under criminal justice are under greater scrutiny than white people. And so black people get harsher sentencing than white people. And it is a grave injustice, something I've fought against and spoke against all my life. Back in the 90s when everybody was like, lock them up. I, you don't know how many debates I've had with some famous people, some well-known people in the black community that come to me and say, I don't care if they put the crack in the middle of the community. Nobody's forcing you to smoke it. Nobody's forcing you to sell it. This is before, back when Cosby was still, the Cosby show was still on the air. Way back, I've had these debates with people that would that they had no sympathy for black people caught up in the criminal justice system way back remember the rockefeller drug laws i've been in this fight a long time but there's one little caveat and when a predator when a uncle tom sellout when a wealthy sellout who used their prominence and, and resources like bill cosby to denigrate to downplay to justify the oppressor or when a black uh, inner talented black man uses his talent to prey on black girls and urinate on black children. When the hammer comes down on them. Then I look the other way. And here's the thing. If you want to argue about. The unjust sentencing, if you want to argue about uh, over policing and the scrutiny and the hypocrisy of European criminal justice, there are literally infinite number of cases for you to draw from. I can give you a list. I can give you a historical list of people from the past. I can give you a contemporary list of people right now here today, living, breathing flesh and bone of people who have been just uh, victimized by the criminal justice system. I got people who were falsely incarcerated. And still in jail, people who were falsely convicted, released from jail with no options or opportunity, had 20 or more years taken from them. And they're in these streets trying to make a way for themselves after being snatched off the streets for crimes they didn't commit. I got people who actually committed crimes, but their their white counterparts got less time than they got. I even know people on the registered sex offender list. Like a legal adult, 18 year olds who had a relationship in high school with a 16 or 17 year old girl and they graduated high school. And all of a sudden on their 17th birthday, the racist white mother went and called the police because she didn't want her daughter dating a black man. And because he was a year and a few months older than her, he became a quote unquote adult before she did. And they locked this this young black boy up. And made him a registered sex offender. 
So there's all kind of cases. If you really want to be a bleeding heart, I got book, phone book size. Y'all don't even know what a phone book is, some of you youngins. Oh, let me think of another. I got dictionary size. Y'all don't use dictionaries. I got thick book size. List of names where you can use this as your test case. You can make a T-shirt. You can make memes. You can make posts. You can what about this person? What about that person all day and night? Where you don't have to go to a Bill Cosby race trader, R. Kelly predator, and use them as your test case for black justice. Use them as your springboard. Use them as your model or your example for injustice. If you are using Bill Cosby, Russell Simmons, you are not fighting and advocating for the liberation of black people. You are fighting for your vicarious lifestyle. You're fighting for the delusion that you will one day become this rich, prominent black sellout trader. You are a trader in the making. Because if you can look at a trader and you can feel empathy and empathy means being able to relate to someone's condition. I can't relate to Bill Cosby because I can't relate to being one of the most recognizable black men in the world. And I get up on the world stage and say black people don't steal if you don't want to get shot and say that black people didn't keep up. I can't relate. I have no empathy for Bill Cosby. I don't have I can't empathize with sellouts and race traders because there's nothing in me that connects. That resonates with a race traitor. I cannot empathize with sexual predators who prey on black children and urinate on black children. There's nothing in me that resonates with that. And when 99% of the black men and women that are, are, are oppressed and subjected to oppression by black, by black people that are under the criminal justice system, I got 99% of those black people I can empathize with. You come and tell me this brother's case or this sister's case. Look what they done did. I'm like, right on. I'm advocating. I'm talking to, to, to everything from, from state legislators to congressmen about trying to get people out of jail and reform. You follow my, my, uh, my social media. I'm constantly sharing links to all these brothers and sisters' cases. But then you can't tell me I'm not about to, 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 to get on no protest line. I'm not about to sniff no tear gas. I've, I've inhaled my share of tear gas. I've spent many of my time in there for protests and they want to charge you with all these felonies. And then, it's, and then they knock it down to a misdemeanor and then they make you come to court a year later and just to dismiss the case and take up a whole year of your life because you're standing in the middle of the street asking for some basic humanity, asking for justice. I've been there, but I'd be damned if I do that for Bill Cosby. And if you're doing that for Bill Cosby and you're fighting and advocating and want justice for a race traitor, the only justice for a, a, tr a race traitor is that is that we the most merciful thing you can do for a traitor is hand them over to the enemy. And that's what I do. The only thing I say, well. Go with God. Or go with the Caucasus Mountain Cave dwelling devil. Go. So whatever they do to you, it's on you because you went over there and made allegiance with them. You align with them. So whether they give you mansions and yachts, which is what. Bill Cosby and R. Kelly got or they give you a jail cell, whatever they give you, that's between you and them because you are no longer with us. And like Dr. John Henry Clark said, if you go over there, stay over there. And any of you advocating for traitors are traitors unto yourself. So the what about gay? They got to go find somebody else. And y'all think y'all done listening to these people weeping well for Cosby, crying for Cosby. 
talking about R. Kelly is a conspiracy to take down a successful black man. This illiterate predator. So now, you know, people are mad suspect. The what I call them the what about gang. They want nothing but what the white man has. They want to be equal with the white man. So point to the point where they want predi- to, to have open and free predation. That is not advocacy. That is not empowerment of black people. That is a corruption and degradation of black people. Like they asked Wilma Ruda. They said, Wilma, you fighting for civil rights? She said, yes, I fight for civil rights. And she said, what do you want, to be equal with the white man? And Wilma Ruda said, I don't want to be equal with the white man because I don't want to stoop that low. We fighting for liberation, not equality. We don't want tit for tat what they got. We want what we need, not what they have. Stolen, corrupted. But I digress. Weinstein's in jail. And y'all think, oh, well, that settles it. Why all the what about gang talking about Weinstein's still not in jail, but Cosby in jail. They're not done. They're going to go dig up some other obscure white man. And they're not doing it because they care about justice. They're doing it because they care about wealth and power and the ability to treat other people like objects. That's what they're fighting for. They're not fighting for racial justice. So they're going to go find some other obscure white man of, 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 of wealth and status that got away with predation. So just, that's when they know how to do their research. And they'll come. Roman Pulaski. Look at Roman Pulaski. It's still out there. Ain't nobody thought about Roman Pulaski in the hood. Black folks don't know who that is. But the what about gang? These these predatory the apologists. These vicariates who think they live vicariously. If they lock up Bill Cosby, they're going to lock me up when I get my 90 million. When you become famous and rich and powerful and you're sitting on a yacht smoking your cigar, if they can lock up Cosby, they can do it to me. That's the delusion that they have. They have no class consciousness and no class loyalty. But they'll go find somebody like Roman Pulaski to justify their ongoing support for people who betrayed our race and preyed on our people. So don't think Weinstein's conviction will put an end. And so a lot of, I saw a lot of people like now Weinstein got convicted. Weinstein's looking at uh, 25 to life because he's been convicted of the crimes. Now he's moving on to the sentencing stage, if he makes it that far, because now he's in the hospital. He said, I'm coming to see you, Weezy. He did old Fred Sanford fake heart attack. So he's in the hospital. So let's say if he make it, they might Weinstein his ass. He might start singing. He might be part of some syndicate or cabal. He, they might Weinstein him. Might start snitching. But don't think, and a lot of people are like, now, all you people out here, including Dr. Umar, your beloved Dr. Umar, and a lot of these people that speak morality and and, and these black decency and black righteousness, a lot of them got got skeletons in their cars. In fact, the more pure people try to act on the surface, the the more I suspect. I mean, how many more times, how many more times we going to have to bust somebody in hand and 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 you know with with the leather ball gags and and strapped to tables and in weird dungeons and just the day before they were out there talking about how black people the black family blah 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 and i'm like you can do ball gags and dungeons and family too a lot of decent people do the into that i'm just saying the people who condemn that stuff and then want to try to beat us over the head with their righteousness but they're not done all you people who think that the Weinstein will put this to bed, 
And now we can safely call out and condemn and, uh, and, and shun or turn over to the, the oppressor's justice system, all the other predators. Without the what about gang coming out here, giving us the list of all these white men whom they want to emulate. They're not condemning. They're not saying Weinstein should be in jail. They were saying Weinstein, that Cosby should be free because Weinstein's not in jail. That's two different things. I could see if they were like, yeah, Cosby locked up and lock up Weinstein, but they are experts. And I never hear them speak about the victims. They only talk about the men who get away. So-and-so got away with it, so-and-so, but they want to lock this brother up. But I digress. The Democratic primary... I've kind of checked out of the Democratic primary. I know well ahead of time who I'm going to vote for, by and large. Um, at the beginning of this primary, my, I think the number one issue facing the world is climate change. And Jay Inslee, there was one candidate who's long since dropped out who said, listen, my main thing is above everything is climate change. And he said he's going to work and put all of his resources behind zero carbon emissions from the United States and carbon sequestration and, and, and the revitalization of, 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 of local, regional and global ecosystems. And I'm like, OK, that's that's what I would do if I was running for president above everything else. So I'm like, I'm voting for this guy. You know, and unless somebody says I'm going to adopt him or embrace or in, in, in then. He dropped out, of course, because, you know, y'all don't care about the ecosystems. Y'all really believe, you know, you can you're not you know, you have this delusions that we're not animals, humans and animals. And all the iPhones and and high tech technology in the world does not uh, uh, relieve you from the burden of breathing, drinking, eating, sleeping, eliminating waste. All the biological functions of the lowest creatures of a rat. The creatures you think are beneath you and you because you got on clothing and underwear and because you fly in a jet and all these high tech things you believe you do all the base animal functions. Consuming energy and emitting waste. And until humans are no longer required to consume energy and eliminate waste, you are an animal. And animals need habitat. And even our artificial habitats, our building structures, our cocoons. I don't care if you make a space station in the air or an underwater sanctuary under the sea. You still need to breathe. So you have to create an artificial atmosphere. And your artificial atmosphere is still based on the real ecosystem and draws from the real ecosystem. That's why even though you weigh up in space, every few months they got to send a rocket up there with all the supplies even if you're down in the depths of the ocean they got to send a submarine down there with your supplies that they get from the ecosystem with all this technology we still have not escaped or moved beyond the fundamental functions and requirements of all animal species and so you can say oh god created me if you are that simple-minded, if you are that delusional, I'm not going to say stupid because people, I've got somebody that, that, that watches Bro Diallo on YouTube Live, and every time I say something suggestively offending religion, they just they, 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 they blow up my comments, and I just don't have time for all these religious debates. So I'm not going to call people who believe that God made us and you're the progenitor of Adam and Eve. 
and a and, and a one man and one woman who had gave birth to two sons became the father of human and mother of humanity. I'm not if you believe that if you are that damn believable, believing, faithful, I don't know. I'm not going to say stupid because I don't want this guy blowing up because he says if I offend religious people, then I won't get support. So I won't call you stupid for believing that God <laughs> who created a universe using a magical incantation. And then he made men using a golem spell, breathing life into clay of the earth. And then he made a woman from, from a voodoo ritual of removing a rib of a man and carving her out of the rib. You know, I mean, but y'all said, he, but if you, if you believe that, or if you accept the fact that humans evolved from single cell organisms all the way up to the complex, wonderful life forms that we have, abundance of biodiversity, we cannot escape our basic biological function. So as goes the ecosystem, so go we. And there, were, there are rich psychopaths making, under, making sanctuaries on mountaintops and some are digging under into the into the into under the earth and trying to make these sanctuaries where they can survive the apocalypse but they have found out like in in and they had this great scandinavian seed vault and they created this gigantic high-tech computerized seed vault where they took all the seed of some they had some seeds some of them extinct extinct plants of of popular plants of food crops of major food crops and they went and got all these seeds and said if there's ever any uh, grand apocalyptic collapse of ecosystems we'll have this great seed ball and the seed is radiation proof it's bomb proof it had a, a high-tech security code that it couldn't burglars. It was this seed vault where they started cataloging these seeds and they used computer programs and, and artificial intelligence to catalog and preserve and create the ideal uh, conditions for these seeds. And they went back just three years later and got a few of the seeds and found out the seeds are non-viable. You can't just take seeds and hold them forever. Hell, I'm a South Side. I'm an urban gardener. I grow food right in the hood. And I know damn well that seeds do not remain viable forever, even if you keep them in the most ideal conditions. They're, they're living things. They may be dormant, but they're still alive. So you can regenerate seeds, you can harvest seeds, but you can't star, store them indefinitely. So even though these psychopathic white people think that they can ride out the apocalypse and profit from the apocalypse, they're not going to be able to survive either. All their scenarios... I mean, and doomsday preppers, you idiotic doomsday preppers, when you don't even have to, if you really want to understand whether or not your doomsday prepper plan work, there have been regional and national collapses all over the world and see what happens to the preppers and the hoarders and the isolated people. They're the first to go. The people who are best able to survive. And, and, and the, if you're really into this whole doomsday scenario thing, you need to read Dmitry Orlov. Dmitry Orlov is a man, is a researcher who actually lived through a whole societal collapse. And he said that poor nations that have, have very strong community bonds are more likely to endure and survive a, a total collapse than wealthy nations where everybody's individualized.
Don't even speak to their neighbors. It doesn't matter how much money you have. You're going to start cannibalizing each other. For every Gatling gun you have, somebody got two more. But I digress. Didn't mean to go all the way over there. Q4 Radio, AM 1680. Let's get to the topic. It's the top of the hour. It's 8 a.m. in the city of Chirac, state of Drillinois, in the United States of America. But this is a good segue. I want to talk about the Democratic primary, but Dr. Mingo will be here tomorrow. So we might go deeper into the the Democratic primary. It goes without saying. I'm going, since Jay Inslee dropped out, I moved over to Bernie. I voted for Bernie in the last primary. I voted for Jill Stein in the last general election. I will vote for Bernie in this primary when, when the primary comes to Chicago. And if he does not win, I will not, under any circumstances, vote for Biden. I will not vote for Bloomberg. I definitely won't vote for Trump. So if one of these racist white men get in, I'm willing to consider voting for Warren, I, I, I definitely will happily vote for um, Sanders. I will not, absolutely under no circumstances, vote for Pete Buttigieg or more than half of the uh, slate. Klobuchar is a clown, and she's a racist too. She's a former prosecutor. And I don't understand how y'all go in on Kamala for being a cop, but y'all don't go in for uh, Klobuchar for being a cop, and she's locked up innocent black people too. I don't know why she got the exemption, but you know how y'all, these white women, boy, they, they cast a spell on you. I cast a spell on you. I don't know, but I digress. So I ain't voting for Klobuchar either. So I'm definitely voting for Bernie. I'm willing to consider voting, and if, if, if Warren and Bernie lose the uh, primary, then um, I'm going to write somebody in because I don't know. Has the Green Party fielded a candidate? I'll write somebody in. I'll write in W.B. Du Bois, whose birthday was on the 23rd. And uh, we also had Amos Wilson's birthday. So I want to share some Amos Wilson and W.B. Du Bois. And I know some of y'all still mad at Du Bois. I'm mad at him myself. And also had a really interesting article here on public banking that I'm going to have to, which is part of uh, Bernie's plan and, and public banking and, and cooperative enterprises. But we'll, we, we got time. We'll be here. Let's move on. Um, oh, this, I got to say this because cannabis is legal in Chicago. And, I, and if you go listen to the Bro Diallo archives, I talked in detail about legalization is a trap. They are now in a position there are going to be more black people locked up fined and in prison behind marijuana cases now than before when it was illegal how do i know you can look at the very place in the first place in the united states colorado where they legalized marijuana and they locked up more black and hispanic people after they legalized it than before because when something becomes legal at the same time it becomes regulated so, you know, you got to get licensed. It's legal to sell food. Your ass can get locked up behind food. I've been a, a restaurant owner, a cafe owner, and a food and a, a caterer. I've been a vegan, all of that, all vegan. I've been in the food industry. My wife and I worked in the food industry for, for many years because we felt that was a way to advocate for and spread uh, veganism. And we were quite successful. 
but it ain't no joke. That's real work. So shout out to all vegan food service workers. I'm not shouting out y'all people slanging gristle and bone, but all vegan food service workers, all vegan entrepreneurs, shout out. You need to flip that entrepreneurialism into communal collectivism, but still shout out to you. This ain't no joke. And do you know how many things my wife and I and our employees and our partners, you know how many things we could have been locked up for or lost our license, fined for or put in jail for just because food is legal everywhere. But if you're going to do it as a commercial enterprise, it becomes highly regulated. And when it becomes regulated, there's even more opportunities to get your ass locked up than when it was illegal. In fact, I knew people that were selling food out of their kitchen selling food out of unlicensed spaces and 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 vending food and i hey you know i ain't snitching we used to sell food we used to travel and do events and cater events and i see people there that weren't licensed and they were able to maneuver better and had more options than we who had license and i had to go get my food service i think i just uh my i just up until last year the end of last year i think november of last year my food service license, managerial food service license expired. But I wasn't work I'm not working in the food industry now or not running one for now, so I just let it expire. But um it's highly regulated. So there was one segment of the Bro Diallo show. I listed all the ways that they could lock your ass up behind weed, even though it's fully legal, recreational. Weed is legal in Chicago, and there's at least 25 ways, direct ways that your ass can get locked up behind weed, and at least 50 to 100 of ways that you can tangentially get locked up or fined or have your property confiscated related to this legal substance that you can now legally, you know, they still got alcohol, uh, the ATF. Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. All alcohol, tobacco, and firearms are legal in this country, and people go to jail every year behind guns, tobacco, and alcohol. And then now there's another thing that's not legal. It's not going to send you to jail or get you a fine or cause you to lose your personal property. But now, in Chicago, lawyers are warning about workers' compensation. If you are at work, they can legally fire you for consuming this legal substance. Now, you can't be fired for consuming alcohol. You can't be fired for smoking cigarettes. But you can be fired for consuming cannabis, which is, illegal, which is a violation of your rights. I'm sure the, the, the Civil Liberties Union is going to get on that. That's going to take a little bit more time. But right now, it's still it's like if you smoke weed, I can fire you, even though there is no significant research stating that people who consume cannabis are impaired to the point where they can't do most jobs or any job and believe you me many of your doctors are on stuff a lot harder when you go under the knife your physician is on stuff a lot harder than cannabis and a lot more illegal but anyway workman's comp if you have a job if you're injured at your job and they're able to find trace amounts of cannabis then they can deny you disability and your workman's comp so, I mean, a lot of people were celebrating. I mean, people were dancing in the streets here in Chicago, playing drums. People were wilding and all these memes all over the Internet. But now it's time for back to life, back to reality. 
You know how the devil do. He give you eternal youth and then get you locked up, frame you for 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 uh, a crime you didn't commit. So you spend your eternal youth locked in prison. The devil always come. Got a back door, got a trap. That's why you don't make a deal with the devil. So just be known. And, you know. Cannabis can stay in your system, in your hair. They can take a hair sample and, 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 and cannabis can go back seven years. They can get you from ca- cannabis you consumed five to seven years ago. So don't think them teas and tinctures and stuff you buying off the Internet are going to flush your system. And it ain't because they believe that the cannabis is related to your injury. They know that it isn't. They're still going to use that to deny you your your compensation because this is capitalism and capitalism treats employees like resources and they drain resources. They tap resources. They exploit resources. Then they dismiss and dispose of resources when they reach beyond their their usefulness. And you all okay with that, apparently being human resources. So that's another thing. If you are exercising your your right, your legal right to consume cannabis, you might want to consult legal about hey this is the job that I work if I'm injured on this job can they use my legal cannabis uh, consumption to deny my family benefits survivor benefits if I die or workman's comp or or my my paid time off my PTO can they you better consult legal this cannabis stuff is going to do even more harm because when it was on the when we had to keep it on the down low when you had to sneak sneak the geek and freak when you had to do it on the down low, you were more mindful of it. But now they didn't say, well, it's legal. Go, boy, go. And you think you ain't got all these traps. It's more risky to use cannabis now than when it was illegal. You know, I was back in New York in 92. New York was like Amsterdam. Washington Square Park. You couldn't go to a public space without getting some good cannabis from every corner. It was legal there. You know, and cannabis and all drugs are legal for white folks. Middle class white folks is legal for them. So now that it's legal, I'm just telling you, keep your guard up. Keep your head on the swivel, as the white boys say, before they go murder people in foreign countries. Anyway, today's show. What's today's show, y'all? Today's show is entitled. uh, Wait, let me pull it up. And y'all going to have to forgive uh, me, but it, it's it's popular delusions. And uh, the reason I wanted to talk about popular delusions, what made me think about this is a man by the name of Mad Mike Hughes. And he believed in a flat earth and he was going to demonstrate a flat earth and he was going to take a rocket up into the atmosphere. And when he took that rocket up into the atmosphere, He was going to demonstrate that there was no curvature to the skyline. And because there's no curvature to the skyline, that means that the Earth is a flat disk. Locked in position in the universe, as opposed to the Earth being a. uh, An orb that rotates around the sun. In fact, flat earthers don't just believe the Earth is flat. That's just one of many delusions. I don't know why that stands out. And let me just say this as a as a. And it's a popular delusion. You'd be surprised of how popular the delusion of flat earth is in the flat earth movement. But there are a lot of things about the flat earth because what I find strange is that I see people online making fun of flat earthers who believe in God, who believe the Bible. 
And if you believe that the Bible is a source of truth, a source of morality, a source of history, if you believe that there is truth or anything relevant to your life in the Bible, you have no right to make fun of flat earth people. I don't understand why believing in flat earth is mocked and denounced all over the media, but believing that Adam and Eve were the progenitors of humanity, that the earth was made in seven days and is around 6,000 years old, or that a man parted a Red Sea, or a man born of a virgin died for our sins, or that the prophet Muhammad was, was, had the Koran dictated to him in a cave. And he ascended to heaven on a white stallion or some if any of that from the Quran, from the Torah or from the Bible. I don't understand how we can openly mock flat earthers when the flat earth comes from the same source as Jesus Christ being your Lord and Savior or the very existence of God unto himself, whatever manifestation that that primitive uh, God takes. I don't understand that. And so whenever I see people who says they're blessed and highly flavored, pointing fingers and mocking flat earthers. So where did the flat earth came from? It came from the idea that the Bible teaches. And there are these sections are still in the Bible to this day. You can go to scriptures in first Chronicles, Psalms, uh, Isaiah, uh, Job throughout the Bible. There are descriptions of cosmology of the earth and the structure the bible teaches that the earth is fixed in place and not only that the earth is fixed in place that there is a firmament above the as below the earth is water at the edge of all land masses you find great bodies of water and they believe above is water and that god created the firmament that there is essentially a glass dome that above and outer space is full of water but within the earth, there is this dome and within that dome, so dwells the moon and the sun and the sun is the largest heavenly body and that all the stars are smaller than the earth. Read your Bible and that the earth is immovable, that the sun and the moon actually rotate around the earth and that the earth is fixed and that the earth is center of the known universe. It describes this in detail. This is a byproduct of the Babylonian uh, uh, mythology about the earth and the Egyptians. Remember, Egypt had the earth as this flat and that there was a goddess uh, who, who spanned across the universe, sheltering the earth. The goddess, oh, it's the goddess Nut stretched across the sky, encasing the earth in the dome. So the Christian, the primitive Christians who made up all the nonsense in the Bible, Stole that from older Babylonian who got it from Egyptian culture. And these are myths. These are people of, of, of times that they did not have understanding. And there will be people, if the white people don't kill us all, there will be people coming down centuries from now that have greater understanding than what we have now. That is a thing. And just as you age and you understand things now, and I'm sure you look back on your young self and be like, how could I have been so foolish? I don't even blame you. For not knowing what you don't know. But I do blame you for not knowing what you are capable of knowing. That is called willful ignorance. But the flat earth is biblical. Flat earthers are getting their information from the Bible. They are Bible believers. 
And if you reject flat earth, you have to reject Moses, that Moses exists. You have to reject the teachings of the prophet Saul, the prophet Paul. You have to reject the virgin birth and the North Star guiding three wise men. You can't pick and choose. It's either truth or not truth. And according to Christian doctrine, you have to accept the Bible as the unadoctrinated um, word of the Bible. That's just one of the requirements for being a believer. If you want to pick and choose from the Bible and say, well, there's some good things. The Bible says, wash your hands. The Old Testament says, wash your hands and wash your ass. The New Testament actually, just like it relieves you from making animal sacrifices. Jesus said, you don't have to worry about washing your hands or cleaning your food because it is not what goes into a man's mouth that corrupts him, but what comes out. But if you want to believe the Bible does say in Proverbs, wash your ass. And if you think that you if you needed the Bible to tell you to wash your ass and the Bible is your motivation for washing your ass, then please hold on to your scripturally based hygiene. But I don't think there was hygiene before. You think that, oh, the Bible said if it wasn't for the Bible, people would be killing each other as if pre-biblical societies did not outlaw murder. Men knew that murder was wrong before God told us thou should not kill. In fact, in the Bible. Men knew it was wrong to murder before God gave the commandments. Remember, Moses killed somebody before God said, thou shalt not kill. And he didn't just kill him and walk away. He killed him and hid the body and ran away. If, if murder was wrong because God told us, why were people running away? Adam and Eve had a son, Cain and Abel. Cain killed his brother and, and Cain ran away and hid. So we didn't need God to tell us anything. The morality of the Bible, human pre-Christian societies, pre-biblical societies, pre-Judaic societies, before God, the lawgiver, came and gave us laws, humans made better laws than what God made. Even now, even in this racist country of the United States, the laws of the United States Constitution are more functional and more well thought out than the laws given from the Bible. So the popular delusion. And the Bible is and religion is a source of man's ignorance. You go all the way back to 1623. Galileo was the first man to come into a Christian society and say, uh, the earth is not the center of the universe. I've been looking at these uh, telescopes. Earth is not the center of the universe. And the sun does not revolve around the earth. In fact, I have found evidence that the earth revolves around the sun. And he said, oh, so the uh, earth's not flat. And many other cultures around the world, the Asians, the Africans, people all over the world know that the earth ain't flat. Why are we sitting here in 1600 Europe on the verge of uh, we colonized the world and we've getting this information. But yet we still hold to these old arcane concepts and they wanted to kill Galileo. They put him on house arrest and they said, boy, if you don't come out here and acknowledge that the earth is the center of the universe and that the sun revolves around the earth, we're going to torture your ass to death. He said, fine. Yeah. OK, what? Whatever you said it is, it is. So the, the, the Catholic Church even had to come out and apologize and say, listen, we kept humanity in the dark teaching. And they still keeping humanity in the dark. They still teaching a lot of ignorance, but some of the ignorance, willful ignorance they have abandoned. So that's one of the popular delusions. But I will say to you again, if you believe any of the myth, folklore, fables of the Bible to be actual facts, 
You are no better than a flat earther. And it's very popular right now to make fun of flat earthers. But if you are a Christian, if you are a Muslim, if you are a Jew, black Hebrew, or any of the sects of Judaism, Christianity, or uh, because the Quran teaches the same delusions, if you are a believer in the major male chauvinist murder cults of the major world religion, then you have no right to attack or mock the flat earthers. In fact, they're better Christians than you. Because they're not picking and choosing from the Bible. They take the whole thing. So they're better Christians than you are. Let's move on to another. And, and my problem is, even though we're using flat earth to, to get into this, is that there are real problems. That these fake problems, that these delusions distract from. Let's talk about Area 51. There was this popular meme about a bunch of people going to Area 51 because there are aliens held there and there are secrets that the government is keeping from people. And so you have a bunch of people who are said they're going to defy the law and put their lives on the line to free a bunch of aliens from captivity. When we have real system of mass incarceration in the United States. And I haven't heard anybody talk about let's bum rush the, 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 the prisons. How many people they're going to find exonerated from death row, exonerated from life sentences, find people, nonviolent criminals sentenced to life in prison. Somebody steals a three dollar uh, uh, deodorant and, and then the state's going to force the taxpayers to pay uh, thirty five to seventy thousand dollars a year to keep them incarcerated for the rest of their lives. When they could have just give the brother the money that they were going to use to lock him up. And I promise you, you wouldn't have any more problems with him stealing deodorant. And to a much lesser cost to the taxpayer. And he could still be a contributing citizen in society. But I never hear a bunch of people saying, let's all run to the state county jail. Let's all run. But we'll run up on the fake area. No, there is no evidence. There is no confirmation that there was an, uh, they believe that a, a UFO crashed somewhere in the desert. And that. As a result of a UFO crashing somewhere in the desert, the U.S. built a military base there in order to research and, and, and hide away this, this confirmation of alien, intelligent alien life forms visiting the Earth. There has never been any confirmation. People have had front. Now, there is true that there is a secret military base there where they test weapons. And if you were going there to say, hey, I don't like the United States being an empire and using all this high tech weaponry to using a, a, a 50 million dollar bomb to blow up a two dollar tent in Afghanistan and then come tell us that you just saved me from terrorism. Now, if you're going to bum rush. Area 51 to stop all these secret weapons experiments that they're using against us, these frequency weapons, this high tech surveillance and drone technology. Then if you want to run up on it, but your people are running up. So these delusions are very dangerous to us. They're extremely disruptive to us. There's nothing to play with. And for every popular delusion like Flat Earth and Area 51 and aliens, you have real life issues that are directly related to that that go unacknowledged. That go unaddressed. There's this other thing called the QAnon conspiracy. There's this guy named Q. QAnon is short for Q Anonymous, and he's a man that claims to work in high levels of the government within the Trump administration. And he goes on these uh, racist websites. 
to give these leaks. One of the popular Q- QAnon conspiracies is that at George Bush's funeral, that that uh, Trump had intended to arrest to take George W. Bush and 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 William H. Clinton and Barack Hussein Obama, that all three of the past living presidents, except Jimmy Carter, the three living presidents, excluding Jimmy Carter, would be taken into custody by Trump, and that the uh, George Bush funeral was an elaborate trap to take these people into custody for betray, for treason against America. And so since Trump has been president, you have had these QAnon conspiracies coming out that white people believe. And then when it calls it off and when none of not one of the QAnon leaks, he claims to be a high government leaker. You can look it up, but I'm scared to tell some of y'all to look it up because y'all will swallow all that nonsense hook, line and seeker. Let me just say every single one of the QAnon leaks have proven to be false. None of their predictions have come true. Not one. But that was one of the popular ones. And whenever it doesn't come to fruition, it's just like Christianity. Whenever one of the, the, the thoughts about Christian conspiracy is brought up and it doesn't come true, they have all these excuses. Like when the Jehovah's Idiots or when the black Hebrews were saying that if you don't go to Israel, if the black people don't return to Israel before 2008, then the world will be destroyed and only Israel will be the only land left, mass left. And they had black people selling everything they own to go to Israel. Now they deny that they said it. But then they, but right after it happened, it was still fresh in people's memory. They, they were saying, well, we didn't have enough faith. And some of the ministers were like, well, God, we didn't get enough people. We didn't convert enough souls. And we and God didn't want to be forced to destroy so many of the lost street uh, sheep of Israel, the, the tribe of Judah. So he's given us more time to recruit more people into the fold to expand the cult. So they always have these silly excuses as to why their prophecies and predictions never come true. But another thing with QAnon was... Um, uh, Pizzagate. Pizzagate said that there was a trap, a child trafficking ring ran, led by the Democratic Party and Democratic leadership like Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton to traffic children for sex and demonic rituals and sacrifice. And there was a pizza parlor, the basement of this pizza parlor where the children were being trafficked. Now, forget the fact that this place didn't even have a full basement. They just had a, like one of those, you know, those little underground But anyway, somebody, some idiot came with a shotgun and kicked in the door of that pizza parlor to rescue those children. And even to this day, they believe that there's this secret cabal of of, uh, child sex traffickers from the Democratic Party that, that, that Pizzagate was real and it's just been covered up. And what's really disgusting about that is that there are verified child sex rings that nobody does anything about. The Boy Scouts of America is filing for bankruptcy because of the long history of covering up child sex abuse. The Boy Scouts of America, Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts, and Eagle Scouts. I was a Cub Scout. I didn't know. I thought that being a Cub Scout meant that I could make campfires, tie knots, and be out in the woods making little wooden boats to race in the creeks. But they had me in church and teaching me about paying my tithes. And even as a little Cub Scout age, I'm like, this is some religious BS. I'm out. So I got like my first two badges in Cub Scouts. And I told mom, I ain't going back. Forget the Cub Scouts. But the Cub Scouts, the Catholic Church, 
They run up on a pizza parlor because of QAnon Pizzagate, but I ain't seen nobody run up in a Catholic church clickety-clacking for the babies. I ain't seen nobody tear down or burn down a cathedral yet based on saving the babies, but they want to run up and fight against these fake conspiratorial, supernatural, demonic child sacrifice rings that have no evidence to exist. They ready to fight fantasies. When you have realities, if you want to fight for children, if you want to blast guns or advocate or, or donate, there are several. The federal government itself just had a report. The Office of Refugee Resettlement, ORR, has just acknowledged that they don't know where any children are. They've lost thousands of children and they can't give you an exact number of children that they lost because they don't even keep track and these children are being turning up in in the hands of pedophiles they're turning up on websites for child sex trafficking these immigrant children refugee and the united states is not just breaking u.s law and constitutional law the united states is breaking international law i don't hear none of you conspiracy nuts talking about illuminati dylan you ain't gotta look under rocks you ain't got to look behind curtains. There are published reports. You can go to the Huffington Post. You can go to the Washington Post. You can go to your local congressman's office and get these reports and documents. You can turn on C-SPAN and look at people sit before Congress and say, we, they taking babies and we don't know what they're doing with them. The federal government, the Trump administration. It's taking babies and, and, and redistributing them, giving them to the Trump, the, these private uh, prison complexes, these private child adoption agencies that make millions of dollars in selling and buying babies are giving campaign donations to the Republican Party and then they're giving them babies from Mexico, from Honduras, from, from Haiti I, and, and under the guise of rescue missions. And the same people that want to stop babies from being aborted are the same ones that are funding the, the trafficking and the exploitation of children. The human resources. So you can just go online and search. I got article after article and, and all the information on the Office of Refugee Resettlement. It ain't no conspiracy. It ain't no Illuminati. It is a government agency under the Trump administration. That is being sued by the ACLU. There is another organization called Reveal about government corruption. They, it's at least half a dozen lawsuits and, and people going through the Freedom of Information Act. And even the California attorney general all saying, where are these children? But y'all tripping off of Pizzagate. The evangelical church, the Jehovah's Witness uh, 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 um, Watchtower Society. All these established organizations are exploiting and trafficking in children. And y'all and people tell me every time I say something about Pizzagate, I get all this feedback. Oh, it's real. Oh, you won't need to open your eyes. You need to take the red pill. Pizzagate is not real. There are government and private agencies trafficking in the children, exploiting children, sexually and economically exploiting children. These established organizations, many that you support, if you are a Christian, if you are a Muslim, the madrasas, the, the Quran schools are exploiting children all over the world from Senegal to Saudi Arabia. But y'all want to talk about Illuminati spook and, and, and supernatural forces. When this is flesh and blood, public policy. And I keep hearing about all these conspiracies and ain't nobody talking. Let's just move on talking about children. People talking about abortion. 
All these people up in arms about abortion. Oh, abortion is, is, is genocide. Abortion is not genocide. And, and all the people that talk about abortion and, and they, they were celebrating Alabama is the first state in the union that has essentially that has some of the lowest children, highest level of, of child uh, poverty in the southern Bible Belt states, the same states that won't provide public support for children. Institutional support for children are the same one that won't allow women to have abortion, won't allow women to have access to birth control or even information abstinence only uh, uh, public private partnerships between the church, illegal unconstitutional partnership of, of the state supporting uh, the Christian church, giving women bad information. The stupid, stupid idea, the same place you get flat earth is the same place you get abstinence only education, the same stupid sources. But I'm, I said I wasn't going to call religious and stupid. So I, I take that back. The same unfounded sources. But the same people you hear talk about genocide being abortion and want to talk about Margaret Singer and distort what, what the truth of Margaret Singer. And there's enough dirt on Margaret Singer. You ain't got to make stuff up. All these misappropriated quotes on Margaret Singer. Sanger. I stopped talking about Sanger because I didn't want to be in the same box as these dudes. Margaret Sanger was a racist. But they made up so much nonsense about Margaret Sanger that I'm like, damn, I can't even I used to call uh, feminist Sanger disciples, but I stopped. Because I, I'm like, man, I don't want to even be confused with a lot of these other idiots talking about abortion. They're like, yeah, uh, Sanger was a racist white woman. Shouldn't nobody. Yeah, right on. And we need to stop abortion. Like, whoa, wait, wait, you want to outlaw abortion? And yeah, some people say. But anyway, I digress. I just want to say the same people that are up in arms about abortion being genocide, you don't hear them say anything about maternal and infant mortality. Black women are dying at eight times the rate of white women at giving birth. So instead of focusing on the women that says, I don't want a baby, I don't want to carry this, this infant to term, I'm not having this baby, there are literally millions of women that says, I want the baby, I need the baby. Come on, let's baby it up. Why don't you support those women at least first? And those women are dying, trying to give birth, dying on the table. There are so many men left, black men left to raise children alone because they're the mother of their child died on the on the uh, table. Black women are more than eight times. And this is very shoddy statistics. You know, when it's a negative statistic, you can almost double or triple it without any fear that you're going overboard. Because they underreport these crimes. So a woman dies giving birth, but they say she died of, of, of a heart attack. She died of postpartum depression. So many of the, the, the deaths don't get reported as such. And even when they say all oh, these people are dying of cancer, most people die of cancer don't die of cancer. They die of the treatment. They die of radiation sickness. They die of heart failure. So medical statistics and the complexity of, of epidemiology is somewhat hard. And I, I, I know see, my, my wife is a researcher. So I know how hard it is to get, arrive at accurate numbers. But I'm saying infant, the black women's maternal mortality is a woman dying either through, through carrying the child or through the birth of the child or immediately complications following giving birth. More than eight times higher. For every one white woman eight to, that dies, ten to, uh, eight to ten black women die. And but black women are only six percent of the population. So every black death 
is 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 exponentially greater loss for the black community in the United States than every white woman death. And we all know about infant mortality. So how the hell are you stepping over and ignoring the babies that want to be here fighting for fetuses that won't here? Because it's easy to fight for a fetus that never gets born because you ain't got to put up no money. All you get to do is say some BS online. Oh, all lives are precious. And you can go about your day. But if you really advocate for children that are here, you got to put up real time and resources because the children are here. So it's so much easier to fight for these phantom babies who never got born than to fight for children that are here that are suffering assholes so you real genocide is maternal mortality real genocide is infant mortality and there are real genocide is ecosystem and destroying the ecosystem but you want to pretend that abortion women having legal safe access to abortion is if genocide and you ignore the real instances of genocide and real loss tragic losses of life in order to maintain your control and dictate to women how to how to uh, proceed with their own reproductive choices. This ain't about saving lives. It's about dictating and controlling lives. And then let's talk about the gay agenda while we're talking and feminism and the destruction of the black family. And you want to pretend like there there's this 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 cabal of a gay agenda. And the reason why it's so harmful to believe that there's a gay agenda and D Wade is destroying black manhood. Listen, if D Wade and his choices with his daughter is a threat to your manhood or a threat to your masculinity or a threat to your family, let me tell you something you projecting. Many of you dudes out here acting a fool. I go home and my wife is packed up to leave home and I'm gonna be like, damn you D Wade. <laughs> My sons and wife are leaving me and it's D-Wade destroyed my black family. Yeah, you can, you can run that hustle on somebody else. You can run that hustle on somebody else. Aside from entertaining you by chasing balls, D-Wade shouldn't have no impact on you behind that. And if you allow it, but I digress. So many people, I have so many debates about the gay agenda. And every time some gay dude twirls on TV, you're like, oh, there's more evidence. And at the same people that talk all this stuff about the feminist agenda, I'm anti-feminist, not because feminism does not hurt men. In fact, in more ways than one, feminism benefits men. But my problem with feminism is not that it hurts black men or that it hurts uh, the black family. My issue with feminism is, number one, is an integrationist movement. But I don't even know if I need to sub uh, explain but again that's another thing where I can't even talk about feminists because a bunch of misogynists and sexists want to jump on my back like yeah yeah I'll literally make a critique about feminism and then some dudes will get in like yeah fuck these f these bitches and I'm like yo what really that's not what I said so even when in my criticisms of Marcus Sanders and my criticisms of feminism or even my criticisms of, of, of any integrationist movement, including the gay agenda or the gay move, gay rights movement, then I get these homophobes and sexists that want to hold common cause with me. Then I'm fighting a two tier struggle where I got to fight the liberals who want to advocate for these empty movements. And I got to fight the, 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 the right wingers and the sexists and misogynists and homophobes on both sides of this. So I'm getting pummeled from both sides when I'm just trying to chart out a factual based, evidence based, rational path. But I'm just let me just say this. 
people who talk about like people who talk about abortion is genocide never address infant mortality and maternal mortality and true instances of state sanctioned genocide people who talk about the gay agenda the feminism and the destruction of black family they don't ever deal with the corporate agenda or the capitalist agenda they don't deal with privatization outsourcing and mechanization of the economy that is really d bottoming out and hollowing out black families ability viability of people making lifelong bonds and in creating uh, functional vibrant communities they never deal with that but again it's easier to go up against some gay dude that's just trying to navigate his way through the world than bump heads with uh multinational corporations that you want to work for that you want to be a part of that you want to run someday it's easier to, to 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 attack some angry justifiably angry black woman online articulating her pain talking about she's destroying the black family this feminist this and call her out than it is to call out powerful white men who are destroying uh us psychologically economically socially and ecologically i'm seeing through it and there are so many. I mean, I, I'm not even because I want to share some of this lecture from Du Bois and I'm going to do that right now. I have to go to the Du Bois lecture. But just think about anything that you think is a threat, anything you hear commonly articulated as a threat. And I also wanted to talk about I don't know at the time where Trump's budget. Came out because there was an announcement by the FBI announced that on on February the 6th that they were reprioritizing white nationalists and neo-nazis groups and they were making them an equal threat level to isis and a lot of black people were like right on right it's about time the fbi is going after uh, uh the neo-nazis and the kkk and and alt-right and they they finally acknowledged that they are a real terroristic threat level uh, equal to or greater than isis and then a few weeks after the fbi no not even a few weeks um when was what was the date the ninth so on the sixth the uh the fbi said yeah we're gonna we acknowledge that skinheads alt-righters and all these other people are uh, a threat they're they're like isis on february 6th and then a week after that the 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 department of homeland security which is the largest security agency in the uh united states and by extension the world said yes they also department of homeland security got behind the fbi and said yes skinheads alt-right kkk they are equal to greater threat level as the uh isis now that is a hustle because isis is not a threat level in the united states isis is not a threat to the united states the primary targets of isis are other muslims Arabs, Persians, and Africans, the people from the shithole countries. ISIS is not killing Americans. ISIS wasn't even exist during 9-11. They haven't. Where's the body count? The only Americans that are being killed by ISIS are Americans that are going overseas illegally invading sovereign nations. In Syria, Syria said, we don't want you here. You come and illegally occupy my country, illegally flood my country with arms, and then you are making us more vulnerable to the people who want to set up a caliphate. These religious nuts who are funded by you. And where are they getting all these Mercedes Benzes and Toyota trucks? And every time the U.S. brings weapons stockpiles, they seem to disappear, and then they turn up in the hands of insurgents. Well... 
But let me tell y'all about this because all, too many black people fell for the okie doke. Right on. And black people was like, yeah, the government finally realizing something. Let me tell you something. The government ain't finally realized. Don't think that you knew something for years that the government didn't know. Just don't don't flatter yourself. Because that happened on March uh FBI made that announcement that the KKK neo-Nazi skinheads are a problem. On February 5th, Trump announced his 21, 2021 budget. And on the day after, the FBI is saying there are a whole new threat to the country because Trump is making cuts. Trump wants to give money and privatize everything. Trump wants to hire, have a privatized military, privatized intelligence agency, privatized uh, system. The Republicans are all about privatization. They're going on a privatization orgy. So the public agencies, which he's at war with, have to say, we got to justify our budget. The 2020 budget of the FBI was $8.2 billion. I know the 2019 budget was $8.92 billion. 2020 budget of the FBI was $9.6 billion. They are looking to increase that. If not maintain it, they want to increase that budget. The Department of Homeland Security had a budget of 2019, $51.67 billion. So whenever there is budget coming is in the news, the budget negotiations officially got kicked off on uh, February the 6th, but really they're, they're negotiating the budget year round. But when it becomes the public, where they start putting out public statement, when Trump put out his budget, when Trump wrote up and put out his budget, everybody was like, Trump is coming with the ax. Republicans want to cut everything, take public dollars and put it in the hands of private industry, legalized theft. And some of you are dumb enough to believe that. So hey, you need to privatize, save my tax dollars. A lot of y'all fall for that nonsense. And so all these agencies start coming out and saying, I'm relevant. You need me. Without me, you're in danger. So right after the budget announcement and and as the budget negotiations become public, they're no longer negotiating the budget behind closed doors. Now they're in the court of public opinion. So all of these agencies are going to start making these appeals and making these special announcements. All the people who head up these government agencies from education to uh, to 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 health and public services to security and policing are all going to make such announcements. The FBI knows been knowing that the FBI that the KKK was a threat. In fact, the FBI, if you read the COINTELPRO papers, upwards of 70 percent of the FBI was was either active agents or paid informants. The FBI was the KKK under J. Edgar Hoover. Malcolm told us before he was murdered that the, 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 the FBI had thoroughly infiltrated the nation of Islam. So many of these organizations are already well monitored. They don't make a move without permission. They are agents. They are extensions of government agencies, many of them. So they are saying this not because they're going to start taking out the KKK and start taking out the skinheads. They're saying this because they want to get a higher budget. They want to move beyond the nine point six billion budget and they got to spend the money, too. So they have to account to 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 the GAO. They have to go to the Congress and say, listen, how did you spend that nine point six? And they have to spend all that money in order to justify. So, oh, we started focusing on the KKK and the skinheads. And, oh, we just realized they're terroristic threats, greater threats than ISIS. And now you hear the, the, uh, the, 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 the uh, CDC 
And public health agencies are like, oh, get ready for Corona. Corona's coming and we're going to have home Corona kits for all American citizens. Go to CDC.gov. So all these agencies are going to be whipping people up into a frenzy about what's coming down the line. I'm not saying there aren't real threats. I'm not saying I talk about the real threats, but a lot of times they are a distraction. People that are making you aware of threats in order to profit from you. You should take a, with a, a grain of salt. So if I come to you to sincerely tell you about your health and well-being or you're in danger and the only way for you to be protected is to give me something, that's not a sincere appeal. That's not real information. So anybody that stands to profit from your fear, to profit from your insecurity, for profit from you being a threat, I'm not saying completely ignore them, but you should take it with a grain of salt. You should be highly suspicious. That's what I'm saying. So I'm not about to dance in the street. I can't even play the Holy Ghost music that you think that the FBI is about to go after racists. The FBI is racist. The FBI, even under Obama, Obama put a Republican right wing man. Obama, the FBI, when Obama was president, Obama was going around talking about doing something about mass incarceration. And the FBI director that he appointed that was on his payroll, his subordinate came to him and said, boy, you better stop talking about mass incarceration. We don't lock up citizens. We lock up criminals. And you need to acknowledge that. And Obama stopped talking about mass incarceration. And not only that, James Comey then went to the media and was like, yeah, I'm the one that got Obama to stop talking about mass incarceration. I told that boy, I told my boss, he better shut it. And he would talk about criminal justice reform. But he stopped talking about it. James Comey. It's all out there. Look it up. And then y'all, some of y'all got mad when Trump fired Comey. I don't know. Listen. Listen. Y'all don't know. We, we confused. We don't know who to fight for or who to fight against. We're all confused. Ain't nothing wrong with confusing. We're going to work it out together. This is Brody Yalo Show. Q4 Radio. AM 1680. Thank you for your support. Shout out to Phil. Thank you so much for helping me get back on Facebook Live by contributing uh, a phone so that we can, because uh, I know some people, when I went off Facebook Live because they kept suspending my account and I came back, people were like, yeah, I really appreciate that. So shout out. Thank you for the phone. I'm going to make good use of it. If there's any way I can reciprocate, let your boy know. I truly appreciate it. And uh, we will be back Friday. Uh, Dr. Mingo will be in with us for, for Friday. Um and we're going to be talking about the uh, Democratic primary and talk a little bit more about the candidates and some other issues that I didn't get to today due to the shortage of time. And I'm going to share my Dubois talking about socialism in America. And I got to share some Amos Wilson because Amos Wilson and Dubois were born on the same day. And uh, I know some of y'all mad at Dubois. And let me tell you something. Dubois was a sellout. He was a bootlicking Uncle Tom sellout. I will tell you that. But we should not deprive ourselves of his scholarship because as much of a uh, uh, a uh, Eurocentric as he was he was a brilliant researcher he is the father they like to say well Dubois is the father of modern psych sociology he is the father of sociology not modern or contemporary or urban don't let him put any qualifier sociology is his 
He made it. And I'm not, you know, bro, Diallo ain't one for black first. We the first black. I don't even celebrate first black. But I am very much in favor of giving credit where credit is due. I ain't celebrating because he's the first. I'm celebrating because that's what he did. It's just what it is. And you go and show me souls of black folks. You know, Africa and the world is as bad as the, as many things that Dubois set us back in his opposition to Garveyism. And he did wake up later in life, but some people say it wasn't enough to redeem his legacy. That's that's a debate, and I think we should have that debate. But while we're having that debate, we should not deprive ourselves of Dubois scholarship. Bro Diallo Show, Q4 Radio, AM 1680. I'll see y'all Friday morning. No, not again. Get the daisies for the hot holes in my lawn. Everybody's saying what to do when sucker lunatics start digging and chewing. They don't know that the soul don't go for that potholes in my lawn. And that goes for my rhyme sheet, which I concentrated so hard on. See, I don't ask for maximum security, but my dwelling is swelling. It lit my butt when I happened to fall into a spot where no ink or an ink block was on the scroll. I just wrote me a new mode, but now it's gone. Cause those suckers knew that I hate to recognize that every time I'm writing it's gone. To leave my garden untended cause eyes Has now pardoned on laws of privacy Even pause are after my writer seat I perceive that everyone's saying What to do when suckers are praying Upon my well-guarded spreadsheets Oh why hell does it send up fleets Of evil doers through the big hole To get to evil doers who dig hole Which leaves my lawn with lawn chew I think I better plant traces to give clues Or better yet call 911 And when they get here, I inform them I'm the plug one of the machine and let them realize the reason, the concern of the soul, cause we've come down with a case of potholes. method what to do when you dive the death that i predict and plug tuning it's a shame when you deny to claim that you stole my words of fame that i wrote in my rhyme sheet which i concentrated so hard on see i don't ask for a barbed wide fence b my dwelling is swelling it lit my butt when i happened to fall into a spot where no ink or an ink block was on the scroll i just wrote me a new mode but now it's gone because those suckers do that i hate to recognize that every time i'm writing it's gone Potholes in my lawn.
Pop holes in my lawn. Yo, we out here like we're going out to bed. Out to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. yes. 1988. Yes. 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 Yes.